Uh, what I want to talk about today, it's funny, I love the songs that they picked for worship and I didn't give them a heads up. We're going to talk about being thankful, like Thanksgiving superpower. And it's not what you think. It's not the food. It's not even the fellowship around the table as we eat together, the families getting together. It's, it's not the pumpkin pie and pecan pie and all the stuff. It's not the decorations. And it's not Charlie Brown, right? It's something greater. There's actually a superpower in Thanksgiving that uh, I just want to let give you a heads up about today. And it really is true. Is being thankful, gratitude, thankfulness, is, is that an important thing for your personal well-being? How big a deal is it? Uh, some of us, I think in my life too, I, I've thought it was optional. I thought, oh, it's good to say thank you. You know, it's good to be thankful. And, but I never realized this, the central role that being thankful has in your personal life, in my personal life, in your relationships, in your productivity, in your mental disciplines. And so I, uh, I, I looked up. I, lo I love what they're doing. I looked up some stuff, and you can read this, uh, but I'll, I have one I want to read to you that's basically the same thing. Every study done comes out with the same, really, understanding of how important thankfulness is. And uh, in study after study, it's, what is thankfulness? It's being appreciative and expressing acknowledgement for the positive aspects of one's life or for acts of kindness and generosity received from others. It's a conscious decision that we recognize something that's been a positive influence in our lives, that's, that's made a difference in our lives. And uh, that's what thankfulness is. And it involves recognizing those things and valuing those things. Is that a part of your daily life? I hope I want, to, I want you to see today that it actually is, it's one of the most powerful things you can do. You know, in our world today, self-care is such a big thing, right? We talk about it all the time. you got to take care of yourself. You have to get rest. You have to feed yourself properly. You have to exercise. We have all these things. And uh, I don't know that we even list thankfulness, but I think being thankful is probably the ultimate self-care, right? It's the main thing. This Being thankful uh, gives you a positive outlook on life. Being thankful, actually, whenever you study people that are thankful and they, they do these surveys, they find out that thankful people, as a rule, have a positive look on life. The same life that everybody else sees, and they have a positive outlook. It actually gives you a better sleep. It actually helps your body. It strengthens your immune system. You know, we all fight to be healthy. We eat right. We exercise. Do you know that being thankful has as big an impact on your life as anything you physically you do? Being thankful literally uh, increases relationship satisfaction. It strengthens bonds. It does something chemically in your brain. It triggers the love hormone in you that gives you value and appreciation for other people. It actually improves communication. Someone who's thankful has a, has a head start on communicating well with others. It's like, uh, and they know this is true, the cortisol thing. Being thankful reduces stress. And stress affects us every part of our body. 
Stress affects your relationship with people. It reflects your, your body's functioning, your muscles. How many of you guys are stressed out and you get back aches or neck aches? Or when you get stressed, you're anxious, you don't sleep well? Thankfulness uh, sets you free from those things. Uh, it gives you greater satisfaction in life. It goes on and on. Thankfulness actually encourages self-reflection. It does. And it's a great coping mechanism. A lot of times we use those in negative terms, but the truth is thankfulness helps you deal with the stresses of life and the hard things you, you, uh, you live through. It turns positive things, turns negative things into positive things in your life. So, so I want to, is it important? Is being thankful important to every one of us? It's more important than we know. It literally is a superpower. The super comes from Him. Being thankful puts you in connection with God. You know, I love the songs we just sang. It's like, God, I know you moved in the past. I know you're moving today, and I know you're going to move in the future. And you recognize how His power and His greatness and, and thankfulness touches that inside of us. And... Uh, the second question is I want to talk about, and hopefully you'll leave here today. Well, how do you get in touch with thankfulness? How, if it's not a natural thing in your life, how can that become a daily part of your life? How, is it possible? The third question I want to talk about is uh, what happens to people that are thankful? And I want to give you a picture of that today. So the first thing I want to look at today is this. I believe that there's... Uh, I believe it is a superpower, but it's a superpower because it touches the superpower. God, I still believe you're moving. God, I believe you're doing things. I believe you're speaking. I believe you are. There's, I'm going to give you three ways to position our hearts to be thankful today. Very practical things you can do to put yourself in connection with him and being thankful. The first one is this. We have a thankful heart looking back on what he did. Now that's one. Then there's another one. It's we have, we're, we have a thankful heart looking forward to what he's about to do. And we have a thankful heart in the middle of what he's doing. So there's like three areas of our lives that we can be thankful in, that, we, that God gives us an opportunity to be thankful in. Now, all of us are pretty good at one or two of them. Or maybe you're good at one. You know, I'm pretty good at the one... I'm pretty good at looking for what he's going to do in the future. If you would talk to me, you'd say, gosh, that guy's an optimist. Well, I am. I believe in the long game God wins. Uh, I'm not very good at being thankful for right now, for like what he did in the past. And I, I believe I can grow in that. And I said, God, why am I not good at that? And God started showing me. Maybe you're good at one of these and you're not good at the others. Well, you know, it's like if you only, if you lost two-thirds of the power in your life, uh, that wouldn't be good. You know, we need to have all three of these things clicking and working inside of our lives. And so I believe there's three positions, three ways to position ourselves so we can become a thankful purpose. People become a thankful person. You know, I can tell people that are thankful just by looking at them. Uh, they're happy. Well, that's, that, they're just faking it. No, they're not. There's a supernatural power that comes from Jesus whenever you're thankful. Because every time I'm thankful for what 
he did in the past, what he's doing in my present, or what he's doing in the future. I'm connecting with the life. I'm connecting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm connecting with the source of life that goes beyond our circumstance, that goes beyond our history and beyond what the future holds. He is the one. And so thankfulness is, a, is the power behind thankfulness comes in the connection, right? So I think when you look at this, um, we have to be thankful looking back on what he did. Now, um, thankfulness does this. I remember a few years ago, Chris and Holly Rikes and their four children lived like on the other side of a field from us. And, and this has been a few years ago. I think Helen, their youngest kid, I think she's in her mid-20s now. So she's grown up. But I remember before now, you know, Matthew's married to their daughter. So we have a son and daughter married. But uh, before that, they were our friends. And they came to Grace and we were friends. And uh, every Christmas morning, we had different schedules for like, I don't know, five or six years in a row. Every Christmas morning, I would go over to the Reich's house because they had this really uh, interesting tradition on Christmas mornings. They would uh, separate all the gifts and they would open up all their gifts one person at a time. And when you have four children and grandparents on both sides, there's lots of gifts. And I would go there for one reason because I really didn't care about their gifts. Helen Reich's was the most thankful person you've ever seen. Now, she might be embarrassed today. If you watch for watch the credits on movies, she's a, a design sets and stuff on movies, movies that you guys have seen. And uh, she travels around the world. She's a mature young woman. But I want to tell you, it was fun. I would sit there for an hour and just watch Helen open her gifts. And I did it maybe for eight years. And it didn't matter what else was going on in the world. In that room, during that hour, that it, and it took her an hour to open her gifts. Because when, you do, when you're like that and you're sincere, everybody wants to give you a gift. And it would change the atmosphere of the room. You see, sometimes we, we, we don't live in a positive atmosphere. Sometimes there's pain, there's sadness, there's chaos, there's stress, there's worry. I want to tell you, you know what happens with, when you're thankful? It literally changes the atmosphere where you're at. The king of kings invades the room and everything changes. And I don't know how many years I did that. Probably six or seven or eight years. Every Christmas morning, I was over there when they were opening their gifts. And after Helen finished, I usually left. But <laughs> I stayed, I stayed until Helen opened hers. And uh, I want to tell you, being thankful changes the atmosphere. You know, King David was a real model. You know, you know, when you read the Psalms and you read King David's life, he was a thankful guy. He wrote this in Psalm chapter 9, verse 1. I will give thanks to the Lord. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. Your sincerity in thankfulness determines the amount of power that God's going to release in your life. I'm just saying, if you're faking it, you're not going to make it. But if you're sincerely thankful, if you stop today and look back in your life 
and start recognizing the things that God has done for you. Your children. The times He's protected you. The times He's provided for you. The times when you were desperate and hard and it was hard and Jesus showed up. The time when somebody showed up that He sent into your life. Being thankful for the simplest things in the world. You know, God had the children of Israel, when they, when they left and, and started across the Jordan River into the Promised Land, He had them stop and gather stones and make a pile of stones. So every time they came by that place, they would remember, our Lord delivered us out of slavery into freedom, and He delivered us from bondage. You know, this is, I, I want to grow in this. And I asked God, I said, God, why am I not good at that? And he started showing me things. Well, I'm going to deal with those things. Do you keep a record of the blessings in your life? Or do you become petty? I'm sorry, that's really a bad word, isn't it? Do you, the Holy Spirit, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you see. Does he want you to start keeping up with more of what good things he's done in your life? And uh, I feel like he wants me to. I can remember a lot of bad things. But there have been so many blessings in all of our lives that if we remember them, you'll become thankful. And what, every time you're thankful, it connects you with the King of Kings. And Jesus becomes real. You see, King David said, I will give you thanks. I'll give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell you of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing the praises of your name, O Most High. You see, it's like we, we don't believe in willpower. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. But we have a part to play in being thankful. And J David said it over and over again. I will. I will. I will. I will. And when David does, guess what Jesus does? Then David said in verse 3, My enemies turn back. They stumble and perish before you. Did you know thankfulness is actually a weapon of warfare that turns the accuser away from your, your house, your family, your relationships, your business, your mind, your physical body? The enemy is coming all the time accusing you and accusing you and accusing you and accusing you and accusing others. And all of a sudden, we become a victim to everybody around us, and we become a victim to those thoughts in our minds, and we become a victim to our past. But when you're thankful, the Lord responds. Thankfulness is our part. The battle belongs to Him. So is it important to be thankful? Oh, yeah. Do you face those same battles that I face and we all face? Yeah, you do. Thankfulness will turn the enemy on his heels and he'll have to leave. So thankfulness is such a big deal. David said, my enemies turn back. And they lose their power. And they disappear before the king of kings. When you're thankful, you're, it's, a, it's a beacon that attracts the presence of God in your, in your history, in your circumstances, in your body, in your mind. You want your chemicals in your brain to get straightened out? Be thankful. That's what those scientists, all those things, you can look it all up. It's all over, you know, AI, Internet, and all that stuff. You can look it up. Thankfulness actually changes your thought processes. You know those loops, those negative thoughts? Thankfulness takes it and puts it in a different direction. You know why? Because every time you're thankful, you're connecting with Jesus. It's a, such a huge thing in your life. Now, we give, 
We have a thankful heart looking back on what he did. Ask the Lord if you are doing that, if that's a part of your life. God, we believe you, right? Um, that's an area that I, I personally can grow in. You know, God showed me why I need to grow in that area. Y'all know me, those of you that do know me. Uh, I remember uh, Tim and Harvey years ago, you know, we've been together 20, 20 years. Uh, they learned years ago not to surprise me with a gift, like on the stage. You know, like you guys are so, such good givers. Y'all give so well. You give affirmation. You give gifts. You give everything. And they learned re- pretty quick that when somebody gave me a gift... I was not thankful. I didn't even know how to express gratitude. And I'd usually do something really bad. I was like, well, that's not the worst gift I've ever gotten. You know, just stuff like that would just slip out of my mouth. And I'm like, I didn't mean that. I'm really very thankful. And, I, and so they, they would always tell me. Like sometimes the church would go to great trouble to do a secret gift for me. And they would tell me, because they knew, don't let him get surprised with the gift, because it's going to be ugly. And I'm like, God, why? Why? And God took me back, and he showed me where gift giving had been painful to me when I, when I was young. I remember two times that were just devastating. I mean, uh, I won't tell you both of them. They're both devastating. When I started asking God, why am I not thankful for what you've done? I am thankful for what he's done in history. Like, don't get me going about how good the world is today compared to the way it was 100, 500, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 years ago. I will wear you out on that because I know history that, and I, I pay attention to that. And I'm thankful I don't live in the Roman world when Jesus did. Read, study it. It was a horrible place to live. They took everything from you with no recourse. Your children didn't belong to you. Your body didn't belong to you. Your home didn't belong. Nothing. If you had a home, which most people didn't. You see, I'm thankful for the past. But I'm like, God, why am I not, why don't I do this? And uh, God reminded me of those bad experiences I had. I remember, uh, y'all remember the 70s, right? <laughs> half of you do, half of you weren't born. Well, in the 70s, they had these weird color things that women would do in their kitchens. You know, the colors and stuff changes. Avocado was a thing, like that's sort of a greenish, bluish, greenish color. And uh, it was a thing. And then uh, these really gaudy kitchen utensils were really a thing. And like... Uh, they had these metal trees that had like hooks built into them and you'd buy these really ugly coffee cups and hang them on the hooks. And it was a thing, you know. I saved my money. I had no money. I had a, a Kawasaki 110 dirt bike. Saved my money, rode my motorcycle to Walmart or some, I don't even think it was Walmart back then. We wanted somewhere and I bought my mother God rest her soul. She's with Jesus now. Uh, I bought my mother an avocado coffee mug hanging tree. I was so proud. I couldn't wait till she opened it. And, you know, I didn't put it, I I didn't know how to wrap gifts. It was just gave it to her on Christmas morning. And, you know, when you give a gift to somebody, like that's why I would go watch Helen Reichs, right? When you give the gift to somebody, you watch their face. Like, Jessica, I'm watching you right now. 
See, I can tell whether you're like, we're connecting, that's good. I can tell we're not connecting. Like, I'm not, some of you I, look, I could look at and we're not connecting. And it's okay. You know, God loves you. No one else really could, but God does. But I gave my mother that, 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 that thing, and she started this weird look on her face, and then she started crying. And it wasn't tears of joy. And my little 12-year-old, whatever I was, 12 or 13-year-old heart just broke. I was like, God, this thankfulness thing's not, this gift thing's no good. And then later on, the same thing happened to me again. Not with my mom, with somebody else. And I think I became gun-shy about being thankful. About gifts. Like, and so now, like most of you have never gotten a gift from me because I just don't buy gifts. And when you give me gifts, I try really hard to not look like my mom looked that day when I gave her that gift. You know, God, I want to be free from that. I want to participate in being thankful for what you've done. You give me a gift, I want to be truly thankful. You know, and also, we need to be thankful for what God's doing in the middle of what He's doing, right? It's like the next part of thankfulness. Here's 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Paul said, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks only when it's good. It's not what he said. You know why? Because Paul knew the power of being thankful. He was thankful in all circumstances. When he was beaten with the cat of nine tails three times, when he was stoned, when he was in the ocean, when he had no food, when he got bit by that poisonous snake, a thousand situations Paul went through, and he, he knew circumstances. He said, you know what? I'm thankful in all circumstances. And you know what happens? It releases something in your life. Are you in a circumstance? You could be. Some of, we don't know everybody here. Y'all don't. You don't know each other. You person next to you could be in a circumstance right now that is just beyond what you could ever dream about. You say, well, how can you be thankful in hell? How can you be thankful when hopeless? But there's something. If God has called you to this, if he's put it in your heart to be thankful no matter what your circumstance is, he'll give you the power to do it. And then when you're thankful, you'll find that the presence of God defeats the darkness that's surrounding you. Paul knew the power of that. He said, I'm happy rich, I'm happy poor, I'm happy well-fed, I'm happy hungry because of the power of God in his life. Be thankful. You know when you need God the most, right? Is in those circumstances. You need him. Well, you know how you connect with him? You be thankful. God, I thank you. For being with me through this trial, through this circumstance, through this loss, through this brokenness. Be thankful in all circumstances. One day, when the kids were little, Daniel and Matthew were small, uh, they're terrible because they, they've listened to me preach for 30 years, their whole lives, 38 years, whatever it is. Uh, and, you know, they expect me to live what I'm preaching. Well, listen, that doesn't always happen. Ask Pat Davis. He preaches a lot. He doesn't always live it. And uh, I know, Pat, you were laughing because it's true. And we have life. 
I had my own business. I ran rent-to-own stores. I ran furniture stores, appliance stores, electronic stores. I was in retail for years. I did this. We've been broke. We've been this. We've life. I've lost family. Every tragedy about you could imagine, I personally and my family's walked through it sometime. And it was one of those times when my business was going bad. Uh, I'm not a good marketer, so retail was really difficult for me for the 40 years I was in it. And uh, I would make the boys, I mean, not make them, that's probably not a nice thing to say. We would read the Bibles in the mornings before they would go, I'd take them to school. And we'd read a passage out of the Bible. And so they were, you know, we'd done that their whole life, so they knew a lot of Scripture and one morning, uh, one of them, I don't know if it's Daniel or Matthew, said, Dad, let's read this. Let's read Philippians 4.4. 4. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, in my mind, I don't remember what it is. I open it up and I'm like, now I'm obviously way stressed out when, they, when this happened. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'm like. You dogs. Y'all pulled scripture. Y'all pulled the scripture sword on me. I will say it again. Rejoice. Be thankful. Let your gentleness be evident at all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Thanksgiving is the superpower that goes untouched because we think thanksgiving is about feelings and it's about pleasant circumstances no in everything with thanksgiving and when you bring thanksgiving into play read what happens the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus you want jesus involved in your life Ask him if he wants you to participate in thanksgiving. Being thankful for what's happened and being thankful for what you're walking through. It'll bring him into your life. Now listen, I really truly believe this. If he's not putting this in your heart to, to begin to walk this out, don't worry about it. Do what he's asking you to do. But if in your heart this is tugging on you and you know, God, you know what? I need to be more thankful. I'm taking for granted all this stuff you've done for me and I'm forgetting who you are and I'm living without you. I don't want to live without him a minute. I want him in every circumstance of my life. The boys reminded me of that day and I was stressed out. And you know, after I read that verse and they laughed at me, they didn't laugh out loud because they were scared of me, but <laughs> I'm sure they laughed. I was like, okay, God. I want to thank you for this situation that I'm going through. Now, uh, I love this verse because here's what happens when you're in the middle of something and you're thankful. This is what happens. He doesn't send peace. He comes. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now may the Lord of peace himself You see, that's the game changer, guys. I want the Lord of peace to be with you when you lose someone you love. I want the Lord of peace to be with you when you see a mountain that you can't get around. When I hit an obstacle that I can't do, I want to hit that 
obstacle with him. And when you're with him, his power becomes your superpower. And the God that has has waited his whole, since before creation, he's waited to live inside of you. He just wants you to invite him in. You know how you invite him in? Be thankful. Be thankful for what he's done. Be thankful for whatever you're going through because you need him when you're going through. And then um, Thanksgiving literally does become a weapon. It doesn't, it's not about changing your circumstances. It's about bringing him into your circumstance. This isn't, we're not, we're not after some magic. We're after his presence. And you get his presence when you become thankful. I want to be more thankful. Do you want to be more thankful for what he's done in your life? Do you want to be thankful for what you're going through right now? And then, of course, the, uh, I really like uh, this verse, this story. You all know the story. Luke 17, Jesus told this dramatic story and uh, you've all heard the story the Dr. Luke is the only one who recorded it it says uh, Luke 17 11 now Jesus was on his way to the cross if you look back in Luke 8 you see there was a point in his ministry in his life where he said guys I'm heading to there I'm going to Jerusalem I'm going to the cross and everything he did on the journey to the cross was vitally important and Luke recorded it And Luke said, now on his way to Jerusalem, he wasn't going there to buy groceries, was he? He was going there to lay his life down to set us free. On his way, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And uh, you can look that up. The Samaritans were down, looked down upon by the Jewish people. It's sort of the way the Green Bay Packers looks at the Dallas Cowboy fans. They look down on you. And if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan, everybody looks down on you. I think you may need to go see a therapist. So I have some time this afternoon if anybody wants to talk about that. He's going into a village. Obviously, people knew he was coming. There's miracles and miracles and miracles and miracles. And the, you know how the, the word gets out. So these ten men lived in this village. And it says he was going into the village and ten men who had leprosy. Lepers in that day, skin diseases in that day were ex, excommunicated from community, from fellowship, from family, from business. They wouldn't allow you to get within 10 feet of them. It was against the law. There was no, you were totally rejected if you have leprosy. And these men, the only people they could be around were the other lepers. You know that happens to us all in some way or other. We end up just being around people that can put up with us, you know. I'm not saying, that's probably why you're here. Because, you know, we could put up with each other. And uh, lepers did that. And they stood at a distance from Jesus. They had to. And they called out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And... Somehow they had faith. They believed him. 
Because what you had to do before you'd be accepted back into society, the priest had to check it off that you were clean. Otherwise, you weren't let back in to the club. You weren't let back into your family. You weren't let back into your work and your business. So they were going to go show themselves to priests, and they believed Jesus. They had faith. And as they went, the leprosy disappeared. And you could see it. The most amazing miracle ever, right? One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He was thanking God. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan, which was the worst of the worst in their culture. Who wasn't even supposed to talk to a rabbi. But he was thankful for what Jesus had done. Guys, there's something powerful that happens when you change from being an entitled person, an ungrateful person, a person that just focuses on the negative. Is there negative? Absolutely. Will there always be negative until heaven comes? Yeah. But Jesus says, you can choose to be thankful. You can choose to be thankful. That's your part. He gave you the freedom to be thankful. And when you're thankful, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? You know, I don't know this is true as a fact. But the other nine had faith. The other nine got healed. But they didn't thank God. They appreciated. I'm sure they enjoyed the healing, which changed their life. But they didn't thank him. But something changed here. Look what Jesus said. Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then this is a, this is a very important statement Jesus said in verse 19. Then Jesus said to them, he said to him, he said this to the one thankful one. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, I wrote this down because it's like that word there. Well is the Greek word sozo. Which doesn't just mean physical health. It means being set free. Being delivered. Being restored relationships restored, delivered from the attacks of the enemy. It means total well-being. It's everything. It's not just your physical body. Because that man was thankful, he didn't just get a physical healing. Jesus came and the Prince of Peace became Prince in his heart. And he, became, he had peace. He had love. He had joy. It's everything. You see, when you do that, that verb, it's funny. The, ver the verb, sozo, literally means to be placed in a spacious place. It's like you're no longer confined. You're no longer limited to your past. You're no longer limited to your family, your traditions. You're not limited to your mental capacities or your history. It's like you've been giving a new lease on life. That's what thankfulness does to you. So that one man out of the ten 
even a Samaritan. He was thankful and Jesus gave him, he set him free. You know, uh, it's literally bringing you into a more spacious place. It's bringing you freedom, a stronger entity bringing freedom into your life is what happens when you, and it, re, it means being rescued from danger, restored to your real identity of who you are. You see, you need sozo. I need sozo. I need peace. I need relationship help. I need freedom financially. I need freedom from my broken mind. I need freedom from the past experiences of my life. I don't want to be in bondage anymore to not being able to be a good gift giver or receiver. What a waste. I've wasted 65 years not being able to enjoy the gifts God's given me. That's the pits, you know. That really is. I'm like, mercy sakes <laughs> you didn't want me to give you gifts because there was no telling what you would get probably nothing but even if it was something it was going to be weird and i didn't know how to do it well i need to be set free so this morning god wants to set us free all you have to do if he's tugging your heart it's one thing i know this is true i've helped hundreds of people that were addicted to hundreds of things anything you can imagine you know I've never once told somebody to quit drinking I've never once told someone to quit doing drugs I've never told somebody to quit smoking or to quit being nervous you see because I found out 40 years ago that unless Jesus is involved there's no power in telling something it's unless he's involved and if Jesus isn't tugging on your heart to give up cigarettes don't even try because you're going to fail miserably and now you'll be worse off than before you started because now you'll be smoking and guilty <laughs> which is hard on your heart right but you know when Jesus puts it in my heart he gives me the power to walk it out and now I'm thankful again God thank you thank you for changing me and he gets all the glory and all the credit and all the honor. If God's putting it on your heart and you're recognizing that maybe you're like me, you're thankful in some areas, but in some areas you're not. Well, I want to be thankful all the time in all circumstances because I like that superpower, which is him. So this morning, which one does God want you to work on? So let's ask him. You know, I'd like to put you on the spot. And if God wants you to work on being thankful for what's happened in the past, when I in a second, uh, you can just raise one finger. Okay, that's your, you're working on that one. If God's put that in your heart, he'll give you the power to do it. If God wants you to learn, empower you, if he wants to give you the power to be thankful in your current circumstances, then you hold up a number two. And if God wants you to learn how to be thankful for what's coming, you don't even know yet, but we trust the future with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, then hold up a number three. That's what I'd like to do. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to put you on the spot. Right? I mean, I'd hold up a one. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Give me this one, God, just number one. But I've heard some of you talk about the future. You definitely need to hold up a three because you're not thankful for what's coming. You are, you're not thanking God because you know that your Father has your future in His hands. Nobody can take you out of His hands. 
you need to let God do that in your heart? Or do you need to God right now, through your circumstances, through your situation, through the impossibilities you face, do you need Him today? Whichever one God's put in your heart, or ones, He's faithful and He's just. And He doesn't lie. He will do what He's put inside of you. He really will. Okay? So uh, if y'all would, if you'd stand with me. Uh, I'm so thankful. Aren't y'all thankful for these decorations? Have you been? I was like, and did you go in the men's restroom? It's never been pretty before. Go in there and look around. It even, well, this morning it smelled good. I mean, before y'all got here, I was like, this is not the same restroom I've seen for 20 years. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, the trees, the everything. It's so cool. Uh, I'm thankful for worship. Were you all thankful for worship this morning? I was reminded, right? I was. I was reminded to be thankful. Now, are you thankful, are you thankful for the ticket you got a few weeks ago for running a stop sign? Ooh, not near as much clapping. That uh, I supported the Cotton Plant Police Department this last week for $200. I ran a stop sign. I didn't even know they had a policeman. I never see, but they do. Do not run the stop sign. After they did a full body search, they let me go. They didn't do that. It was really. Guys, can we be thankful in all circumstances? And. I'm not letting the news determine how I see the future. My God's name is Jesus, and He's already told me the future. I have no doubts. Guys, let's trust the Lord, huh? So let's pray. We have ministry teams, Harvey. Don't forget Friday night, uh, the 1st of December, we're having a healing service. That means we're focusing on healing. There'll be a lot to be thankful for after that service. If you or you know someone that needs a to be a, have an encounter with God, be a great time to have them here. So, uh, oh, these are two, two of the, about, we had about 15 people decorating. These are the main two. They're the bossy ones. Uh, they told us what to do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That, uh, I couldn't lift my arms above my head after yesterday. I'm just not used to doing those things, right? So let's pray. God, thank you for today. I thank you for Thanksgiving, and uh, Lord, I do. I ask that you would just speak to each one of us. What do you want to bring into our lives that wasn't here before? Just thank you, King. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. Have a great week.